program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of Sengents, Glamour Connection, Van Garrett Media, their respective management, contractors, or employees. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. Welcome to the Share Your Hotness Podcast. Share your hotness. Now, here's your host, Lita Green. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Share Your Hotness with your host, Lita Green, and my guest today, Dan Rawls. Now, Dan and I first met, I'm going to guess it was about 2010, so 2010. And I was just starting to network in the great state of Utah. I had lived here for, I guess, three, four years, um, but I hadn't really been networking because I had little babies. And this was after my husband's heart attack. And so I was really like, you know, like, okay, I'm ready to play with the big kids now because I got to up level my business. And I had joined a, a networking group. Should we say the name of the networking group? No, okay. let's just leave it. Okay, so we joined a networking group that Dan led and men in there that time with a, I think, I don't think it was so much women so much as my being younger than them. And they felt like I, they needed to, I needed to take their guidance and they wanted me to join Mary Kay because they knew that Mary Kay was better. and. And they were just always kind of talking down to me a little bit. And Dan not only advocated for me, was like, I think this lady's got her stuff together, um, but kind of told those guys to back off. And so that really, really brought you front and center to me that I could see that you were somebody that not only advocated for me, but I noticed that you did that with everyone in your circle, that you were protective of people. And that's one of the reasons I really respect you, Dan. Um, and you're now leading another networking group, which we can say the name. We can do a little bit of promotion for you, Dan. <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Um, trust Degrity. And it's all around really the things that are Dan, because he is somebody that is very present, as you're about to see when he talks to other people and all about connection. So I'm looking forward to this conversation on connection today, Dan. So tell them, tell them what I didn't tell about you that you'd like the audience to know. Well, I often say I'm just an average guy, you know, Zig Ziglar says little shots, a big, big shot who just kept on shooting. And I don't, I mean, I've got decent self-esteem, but I'm not a self promoter. So, you know, I just, I just have a passion for making introductions and building social capital with people and understanding the value of community, why people need community, how important community is. And I'm just passionate about it. And you run a couple of businesses, the networking. You've also been with um, other company for how long have you been with? 1988. So I've been 1988. 34 yes. years. 24. Is that all? 34. 34. Yeah. Yeah. 1988. 34 years. So but it's uh, actually, that's actually bad for my business when I say that because I really don't look my age. And so people, you know, I look a well, lot younger than people think. And so it kind of throws people huh. off. You mean the power of nutrition and athletic living and just being good and kind actually helps you look better as you age. That's weird. 
<laughs> I've yeah. heard that before. I've heard that somewhere before that being, being a nice human and having good food and moving your body is good for you. It's true. And what's interesting in this age and phase of life is a lot of my friends and just acquaintances from 15, 20, 30 years ago, they're kind of coming around saying, oh, I'm not just selling a product like the whole anti-aging thing is real. Like, OK, I've lived it. You know, I say I'm 55. I look 45 and I act 25. So, <laughs> well, as I sell skincare, um, people who knew me when it's not even selling. That's right. It's not even selling because the proof is there. They're just like, okay, how much is it going to cost me? And I'm like, good news, not very much, you know? But I use Juice Plus too. Did you know that, Dan? Did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, um, we signed up under my sister-in-law who uh, just divorced my brother-in-law and lost her freaking mind. And I don't mind her hearing it. Um, you know, I, as a mother, I just don't understand why you could just kind of walk away. You know, can I switch my account to under you? Does that work? Offline. Okay. <laughs> you know? really a redo on that. You're yeah, it's like redo, off. redo, you know, but I do love the product and, um, you know, just healthy nutrition. It's a great thing, but we're, we're not here to talk about nutrition, which I'm sure you could talk about, but because you are such a person who actually really sees and connects with people, I'm really excited for my listeners to get behind in your brain a little bit about how you approach connection because you are a master at it. There's a lot of people who collect people, but it's, um, and I, I would say too, even myself that I, you know, I curate a list of professionals that I'm comfortable referring to that I know will do a good job. And that's a collection in a sense, but you go an extra step in a way that I have seen very few do that I aspire to that you will just call someone just to see how they're doing, just to reach out again. I think a lot of times people do that with their customer base, but there have been a handful of times that you've just reached out to me on social media or, um, you know, in a phone call, Hey, how are you doing? Just checking in with you. I think you're awesome. And I know I'm not the only person you do that to. He just smiled. smile. I, I, I'm just curious. How does that make you feel when I do that? Um, I think it's really cool because it makes me feel like you're not just here's my list of people or even more. I feel like sometimes people want to stay connected to people because they feel like there's something they're going to get from that connection. And Preach that with a megaphone. Preach that with a megaphone. Right. And so this is why, like, on Facebook, I message everybody for their birthday. Everybody. And it's because I feel like that connection's important to maintain that. And I'm not as awesome as you that could just go through the list of people I know and make phone calls. Right. Um, so that way I'm making sure that I'm kind of unilaterally being kind to everybody. Right. But that phone calls that you make is, I sincerely feel like when you reach out to me, which outside of when I was in that networking group, you have not made money off of me. That's been 10 years. I mean. Right. 10 years of staying connected just for the sake of staying connected in a very non-pushy way. I've never felt like the next call is dependent upon if I make money, if you make money off of what I do, even though there's yeah, nothing I, wrong with making money with your friends. 
Right. And I, you know, I've just, I've never thought of it that way. So thank you for, for saying that. I, it, that's just never even crossed my mind. I, you know, I think, I think if when you meet someone and they have value, they are valuable, they're a good person, they're dynamic. I mean, I've, I've kind of watched you go from here to He's here. Doing an I, I, just, I just kind of watched it just in the background. I mean, you and I didn't even know how to spell LinkedIn when we met. I mean, we weren't, we weren't, that LinkedIn just was in the infancy stages. I don't, I mean, it was brand new, literally. I didn't even know what to do with LinkedIn and I still probably don't know what to do with it, but it was just so different because you're supposed to be like this professional. So I just share the same stuff I saw on Facebook and if it's wrong, it's wrong, you know? You know, you know, I probably am a slower business builder than most people. Um, but I think I get results. Um, and I, I was just having this conversation three hours ago with someone that CRMs are great. You know, I've tried it. I used to use Goldmine for eight years. I've used Outlook. I've had and CRM Outlook. is a customer relationship management software, just so people knew know what a CRM is. Not everybody may know. Right. And it's just a way to keep up with connections and contacts and people you meet. But I was real protective of my cell phone. Like I didn't, I didn't, just because I met you at a chamber function, I didn't want you in my contacts. I would do the proverbial business cards. Well, these are people I've met in the last two weeks just by events that I've gone to. I don't know. So he's holding up a stack of business cards. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I, I saw this person. I hadn't seen him in six years. I went to um, the Michael Jackson, like, thriller Halloween thing at the uh-huh. theater and saw him at the intermission with his wife and walked over and said hello to him. Um, then somebody else that I met. So these are just various people that I've met. Well, I didn't, years ago, I didn't want all these people on my phone because my phone was a sacred place, kind of like texting used to be a sacred place. Um and so, you know, for, for me, it was, okay, I went to a luncheon today. I met six people, got four business cards. Like I can probably help three of those four people out at some point. Um, and I'll just test them. I, I call it the mother test. I'll just test them and, you know, see if there's someone I would want to introduce, you know, my mom's past, but, you know, that. that mother test, that's cute. I want to test people. And the test is I'm going to connect with you on LinkedIn and send you a direct message. And it literally blows me away in today's society, in today's world, how people, I have my notes here from when we talked the other day, how people have this, this, um, like for this, this gatekeeper mentality, right. And they just, they, they screen things, they filter things and, what's this about? You know, sure. I'm before I give you my calendar link. And then there's the assumptive one. Like, here's my calendar link. Lita. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about this because it's Wednesday at 4 15. You're telling me you're so packed that I can't talk to you for three and a half weeks. Can you not call me on your lunch break in between clients? Like that's what the world, and it's a learned behavior. Well, and here's the thing. If I were to make an appointment with every single person who assumes and sends me their calendar link, I would be so packed that I would have no time for anybody. 
Right. Because I, so there's this like balance between, I have to actually have time to work my business, be a wife, be a mom, sleep. Right. So, but at the same time, if I've gone to a networking event, I actually have something built into my schedule, Dan, that if I go to a networking event for, let's say the networking event, two hours, I automatically put in my calendar two hours of connecting with the people from that networking event. So that might mean, okay, so-and-so is looking for a good podiatrist. You know, that's their, their need that they have, or somebody's looking for, um, you know, somebody to help with their marketing. So then I can go home and look at everyone I know in marketing, think about their personality of what my impression of them was and who's going to be a good referral for them or narrow it down to a couple of them and say, here are two people that I feel like you'd be a good fit with for helping you with your marketing needs. So that's time. And then of course, those phone calls and calling people. I did an experiment where I went in my early days where I went up to somebody and I basically give them my business card at a networking event. And I would say, I'm very interested. And I wasn't, I wasn't joking, but I was doing a very conscious experiment. I'm very interested in what you do. Would you please, I'm thinking I might want to buy or I want to buy. Would you please call me this week? You know how many people would call me? I can count on one hand. It's either zero or one. Zero. So if I wasn't ready to sign the dotted line when I met them in person at the networking event, evidently the only way I could get them to let me give them money is if I called them. What's broken about that? Well, I guess they want me to fill out their calendar link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really an interesting conundrum, but people do what's been done to them. And so, you know, for, for me, somebody started this four letter word, which I despise. You'll never hear me say it other than in this context, but about 25 years ago, someone said they were busy. One person said it and it spread like wildfire. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm just so busy. Nobody's busier than the single mom with six kids who runs her own business and has six kids that leads one of my groups. No one on the planet's busier than her. Nobody. You know what? And the, the mom, maybe not even just the single mom, it's so interesting that a lot of times when I worked my business very part-time before I was ramping up, before you and I met, and people would say to me, Oh, you've got time. You're just home with kids. I'm like, actually, my time is busy with my children. I have commitments to my kids as well. Right. I have something that I say, um, I know you don't like the word busy, but what I think you're saying is that everyone's time is of equal value. And so we have to be respecting when we're using other people's time. Is that what you're saying? Right. I mean, I'm just saying conceptually someone started that word and then conceptually someone, start, someone started sending a Calendly link, assuming that you or I want to wait 28 days until we can talk to them. 
I mean, I'll forget what I was going to talk to him about in 28 days. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, if you don't, if you don't have time to connect, like someone sent me their calendar link today. Okay. Someone got introduced to me and the guy completely dropped the ball and I'm connected with him on social media and I see his post, he posts some good things. So I'm, I actually messaged the person today that made the introduction casually and said, Hey, could you re tee up the introduction? And so he created a three-way message and said, you really need to connect with Dan Rawls. I don't know what happened before. The guy responded instantly and goes, I'll private message you. Within an hour, he sent me his calendar link, and I'm scheduled to talk to him Friday at 3.30. Now, if the calendar link would have been 14, 22, 28 days later, I would have said, you know what? You just call me when you're available on the 28th or the, or the 31st or whatever. And, you know, I guess my question is, if those if zero of those people followed up with you, it's kind of like going to Lowe's or Home Depot. OK, and I I'm pathetic at best with home improvement. Like I just it's just not it's not in my top 10 life love languages. OK, I just I'm just not life gifted. love languages, <laughs> but I'm just not gifted at it. And so how many people listening maybe have gone to Lowe's or Home Depot? You have your honeydew list. You've bought the materials, the things, the screws, the two by fours, the mat, whatever you're going to do for three or four projects, and it sits in a bag in the garage. Mm -hmm. Here's the teaching moment. If it's been there longer than a month, just go return it to the store this weekend and get get your money back because you're not going to do it. And hire a handyman. (laughs) Yes, or just keep it and hire a handyman and it'll be done by next Friday. Yeah. Because why? You pay people for their expertise. You pay people for their advice. Why do speakers and authors and trainers and financial advisors and pest control people, why do they have a business? Because they're good at what you're not good at. And you pay people for their advice. I give away more advice than people would ever pay me for. And it's because I'm nice. You know, I'm just too nice. Like nothing inside me cares enough. At the same time, I know that your business is successful. Well, I just, I pay, I pay more forward than people pay me. I'll just tell you that. The point I'm making with that is there's, I think we're kind of exploring this boundary between not valuing your time and not valuing other people's time and structuring your time. You know, how much of that do we do? But the principle of giving always comes back in some form because of somebody, I have heard people talk about Dan Rawls. And they always have good things to say. Well, and I, and, and, and I have my fans and then I have my hate fans because I'm a I've leader. never met a hate fan. of Dan. Okay. Well, well, when you're, when you're in leadership, you have tough decisions to make and you just have to deal with challenges and conflict. So maybe the guy that you said you shouldn't be mean to her about not being in a different company. Um, maybe he had something to say against Dan Rawls, but Maybe, you know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, probably so. But I remember you defending me and, you know, being in my corner and you had nothing, no money to make off of that. You, you know, whatever makeup company I was representing would not be any skin off your nose either way. Well, and I'm really, I mean, I'm, I'm really humbled that you would remember that over a decade ago because that's how it made you feel. Like, I mean, you can't, you know, 
as, as a speaker that you are, it's how you make people feel. It's how your audience feels about your delivery. And like, I, I was just having a conversation saying, look, you know, here's the bottom line. This is the reality of it. But the truth is our brains are wired to remember the overly positive or the overly negative. And not much. And if we feed the positive, our brains that will stick out to us, you know? And at the time, you know, I was like, I need to make a certain amount of money because my husband has a heart condition. I wasn't a speaker yet. The first professional speech I actually gave was in that networking meeting. Wow. Did not know that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, I knew that I was going to be going there because God had told me you're going to write books. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Like he laid out my whole business plan for me. And there's been a few surprises along the way, of course, but it's the trajectory. I knew what it was for my, my business was, which lined up with my trajectory for life, which I think is something that I also respect about you. And anyone I do respect has this trait that who they are as a person also lines up with their private life, who they are professionally lines up with their private life. Let me say that better, right? That we can't be one thing professionally, like, oh, it's just business. And then, you know, be screwing people over and justifying it as it's just business Mm. and then be sitting on church on Sunday. Right. You can't, those, those two things are not congruous together. And so I always look for people that I respect and I only have people in my friend circle that I respect. That doesn't mean they're the same as me. It means that they are people who, what they say they are lines up with what they are. Well, there's a phrase I, I learned many, many years ago that um, time, T-I-M-E, time will either promote you or expose you. Over time, over time, people will find out who you really are or they'll find out who you really are. Yeah. And you, can't, I mean, you can't, if you see people consistently, like a monthly business meeting in a group, one of my groups, for example, if you see people consistently, you can't fake that. I mean, it, it, it's like your true colors are going to come out. I, I hosted a business after hours at my house last night for all of my groups. And it was magical. There's always magical connections that come out of it. And I, I received two messages today and said, Dan, like I made a connection at your house last night that was just it. it one of them said it's going to change the face of my business. Like it, like, and I intentionally looked at two people in my living room and said, y'all need to y'all need to meet. And it's just, I don't know, my brain's wired that way. I just, I just feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a conduit. In fact, one of these people, one of these people just posted on LinkedIn and said, Dan, you are a curator of connections. I, I had to, almost had to Google that word curator, but I, I kind of know what it means. <laughs> um, and someone else two and a half years ago that, who, you know, a very prominent author who's extremely successful. He was, standing up at a meeting with like 25 people in the room. And he said, Dan doesn't even live in our city. And he's like a savant at connecting people. He's like, and literally I had to go Google that word. And I called him the next day and I said, well, I appreciate the compliment, but you know, I'm just doing my job or I'm just doing what I, I feel like that's my passion and my calling. And it blows me away when people send me a LinkedIn or a social media connection that they request it from me. And if I accept it, I'll send them a message. What percent of the people do you think follow up with me after I send them a direct message and they've initiated the contact to me? 
Okay, so let me clarify that question. Follow up meaning respond to what you said or yes, they just all message? they had to do is hit reply. Okay, because typically what I'm seeing is if I reply to them, you know, accept their request and reply with some kind of personal message, what I get back has nothing, they have not responded to anything I've said. No questions I've asked them. Oh, tell me more about this that you do, because I've looked at their profile. They just send back their copy and pasted message they send to everyone. That's what I see. I do not see, I'm going to guess 10% from my experience that will actually reply to a message where it looks like they might have read what you said. So that's interesting. I've experienced that as well. Two, di two different sides. To me, they're almost equally as the same. That's, that's a different compartment over here. That's just their acuity, their antenna is broken. Like their, their acuity awareness level, like the antenna broke in the car wash, it's broken. Like they need to go, they need to go get a new antenna because they, is that someone, if they're gonna send a pitchy message and that's the difference in sales and networking and making connections. There's yep. too many people, there's too many people, <laughs> Lita, that look at other people with, the word written on their forehead when they're standing there talking and you're doing this, you're motioning, you're having a conversation in their brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all they see on your forehead with a red Sharpie pen in all capital letters is prospect. Mm -hmm. Right. So I now, have, tell me if this is a good way to filter messages or not. I'm totally open for your feedback on this because I have had, on LinkedIn. So I only accept Facebook requests from somebody who I've actually met in person. Okay. And I um, frequently run out of space because you're only allowed to have 5,000 personal connections. So if somebody um, is abusive in their language to other groups or people, I will unfriend them. I don't send them a note saying, you've been unfriended. It doesn't mean they have to agree with me, but if they're like, you know, um, all people like the color red are a big jerk you know, just using a, an example and they use poopy words, they're, they're going to get unfriended, you know? And so, you know, and then, you know, people die and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and if, so that's how, that's how I come up with space here and there, but I've been basically full for about four years, but on LinkedIn, I'm inclined to accept most people because it is a networking site. So what I have is I reply with a message to everyone and it is the same message. And it's something basically like, I've changed it here and there, but it's basically, tell me what of my profile had you want to reach out to me? Unless, of course, I already know them. And then on my profile, it says, if you would like to connect further with me, ask about my nonprofit. And mm -hmm. I would say maybe 1% of the people actually read two sentences down in my bio. There's your test. And I only schedule a connection call with people who actually ask me about my nonprofit. Because I, all I'm trying to find out is, did they even read my profile? Or is it a bot that just sent me the friend request or the connection request? Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be a bot. It's just, it's just not even paying attention to me. And so, so to finish that other point, about the Home Depot thing. Why would you go to an event, a home show, an expo? 
I went to an exit strategy, 60 people at this luncheon today at a financial advising office. They, they flew speakers in from New York and Atlanta, and they were talking about people that sell their business. Well, I've sold my, I've sold a couple of businesses and there was this panel and, you know, so no one was really selling anything, but people went to learn the knowledge, but they went to make some connections. I'm sure the attorneys are going to make a field day from that. But so many people will go to events and leave with what? Bunch of business cards. Halloween, the Halloween candy from the event. And they're so excited. Oh my gosh, this lady, Lita, she's amazing. She's got. And I call every card. I call every single person. Right. Every single time. But you're either standing out or you're blending in and you can't, you know, what, what happens is. But the funny thing is I get people all the time who are like, wow, you're calling me. And, and yes, the ideals of them 48 hours, but it doesn't always happen for me because I might come home for the networking event and my kid needs me. And then I have clients or whatever, but I am calling them and I'm saying, I want to connect more because why even go to the networking thing if you're not going to connect? Exactly. Why would you even go to Home Depot to buy all the stuff to fix the stuff around your house? If you're not going to do it, just pay the handyman or contractor to yeah. go do it. But why do we do that? And so what happens, it's a vicious cycle because about halfway through the year or at the end of the year, what happens? We do the purge. We're sitting at our desk and we're like, you know, she won't remember me. That was like six months ago. Gosh, I met her a year and a half ago at that expo. I met that lady at that networking group. It's been 12 years ago. Lita, she's not going to remember me. Oh, I promised him. I Well, I promised all the people I'd follow up with them. I'm definitely going to call this guy Landon. I'm definitely going to call Landon. So I'm going to keep that card. And we purge it out. But yet we keep adding to it and adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. And we just don't follow up. And so the phrase, I didn't invent this phrase, been around for a while, but I learned it 30 years ago. The fortune is in the follow-up. Amen. And it's not about the financial fortune. It's not about, it's not about money. It's not about gaining a client. You said it, you said it. You should make that a billboard. You should write an article on LinkedIn and post, tag me in it and say, I've discovered that boom. And you just said, Unless people think there's going to be something out of that benefit, that relationship, they're not going to follow up with you. I mean, well, I had no, I had no intent to follow up with you about your child that was dealing with this challenge. I just, hey, I just checking in. A couple of months have gone by. How's all that going? Or what? How are you doing? You know, just to kind of touch base and check in. I would come to town, you know, twice a year, and I would visit. I would go camp out at Panera Bread. And I would meet with people 30 minutes apart and I'd have like eight people lined up in a day. But here's what I did. Nobody taught me this. Okay. This is a phenomenal strategy. Okay. If you like like having one-on-one meetings with people, I'm going to show you how to actually capitalize that one-on-one and make it beneficial. So I would meet with people, lead about 30 to 45 minutes apart. And if I was meeting with Christy, at 8.30 a.m., I would tell you to be there at 9.10. It was a different time. It wasn't on the hour, the half hour. And I'd say, please, it's really important that you're there at 9.10. I have a schedule, but I'm going to be finishing another meeting at 9.15, and I need for you to meet this person. And I would overlap people at the Panera Bread booth, and I would introduce people all the time. I didn't need to be finished with my meeting with Christy. She leaves, and ooh, I'm all like freshened up and 
teeth are brushed and like I'm all, you know, I'm ready for Lita. So okay. <laughs> You're so fun, Dan. No, but it's just like. I just feel bad for the audience. They can't see you. You're like fluffing your collar and you know, doing all this cute, like everything you're saying is you're just like acting it out for me. And so I'm just like, isn't he cute? Like not well, in a sexual harassment sense. Well, puppies yeah. are cute, but thank you. But no, <laughs> but, no, but the reality of it is, I mean, I'm in the connection business. I introduced a client of mine who's been in one of my groups for a decade, Ron, and I introduced him. I gave him the best connection ever in his business. It was a pouring down storm, rainstorm. And I overlapped an appointment five minutes and it was a financial advisor and I introduced him and that, that guy opened so many doors for him. And so if you're meeting people one-on-one at coffee shops or hotel lobbies or wherever, start overlapping your appointments by like five minutes and say, Lita, I don't need you getting off the exit or pulling into the parking lot at nine ten. Like I need for you to be in the restaurant. I need for you to be there. You know, it's funny because we end up chasing these connections, almost like this fear of what's the next one, what's the next one, what's the next one, instead of just sitting with what we're having right there. Oh, yes. Uh, Right. And, um, would you push rewind? Everybody needs to push rewind 90 seconds and listen to both of those points, because that right there, girl, that is, that's golden. That is golden. Well, the it's, iceberg it's like this, the balance. People are doing this, okay? People are like doing this, Out of like your they're head, multitasking. Well, well, I need to follow up with these people. I met the last two weeks, but but yet there's four more events I got invited to. But yet I've got my Calendly link. I need to send to six new people and delay them another three to four weeks. Yeah, get with the program. Mm-hmm. And what, what happened here? Here's the bottom line of it. The bottom line of it is in a business. You build width for profitability, new clients, new clients, new clients, new clients, but you build depth for security. You build deep relationships for security. The people that came to my house last night and they're taking pictures at our after hours event, like some of those relationships are like your fingers interlocked. Like they're just because a lot of people are in their late 40s and 50s and 60s. They're not looking for transactional 25-year-old relationships. And I don't mean that in a bad way. because a lot of people in sales or business owners. We went through that in, in that season of our early mm-hmm. 20s. But people in my phase of life, they want long-term relationships. People talk a big game. We, pro- we, provide our, we, we pride ourselves on customer service. Well, who cares about customer service? See, I always people- say that saying somebody saying that they pride themselves on customer service is like if we were dating and the guy said to me, well, I didn't beat my last girlfriend. It's your job to do customer service so that you actually take care of your customer should not be a bragging point. Right. If a guy came up to me and said, well, I didn't beat my last girlfriend, I'd be like, not dating you is the same to me in my brain as a business owner saying, I do customer service. I'm like, well, yeah, because that's what I'd be paying for. So reiterate your point one more time, because that is so key that so many people are focused on new, 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 meeting new people that they what? What do they forget about? They forget to actually do the thing they committed to do. Like if I don't follow up with these people and I go do this all again in the next week and meet the same amount of people at events I'm going to go to the next week, that's insanity. Why would I even do that? Why do I just, why do I want to add to my stack? 
that I'm going to purge and throw away in six months anyway. Right. Well, you know what I do when I get behind on stuff? Cause I like to actually have the phone call with people. Like if I've called and left a couple of messages, um, I actually, when I'm doing my purge, cause I want to clean my desk, I call them and say, Hey, I'm cleaning my desk. And it's been a long time. And I've left a message. I called on this day, but we still haven't had a connection. We still haven't been able to talk one-on-one. And I just call, even if it's six months later. And you know how many people are like, that is so awesome. And they, I'm kind of unforgettable, but I believe even if they forget, forget who I was, that they respect that I'm just being like, Hey, I'm human. You know, I, I, I just think there's nothing better than honesty. Like the day that my husband got hit by a bus, I had four clients that I stood up that day. Wow. I totally dropped the ball. Right. And when I called them back three, four weeks later, they had no explanation of why they were standing on my doorstep, ringing my doorbell. I'm sure they were completely irate. And I could have just in the embarrassment and justifying, well, you know, they don't know. I'm just going to let those four connections go away. I'm just going to, that was a loss. But I called them and I said, you have every right to be angry with me. I do have a very good reason that I was not able to be there for you that day. And if you were interested in knowing what that reason is, I would like to be able to earn back your trust. And um, three of them did return my call, you know, or my text, because they would text me back and say, I got your message. What's your excuse with exclamation point one lady. Anyway, I told him, I say, this is not a joke. My husband got hit by a bus. I've obviously been very distracted with that. And you were not a priority that day. And I know that sounds like a terrible thing for a business to say, but I just want you to know, I apologize. I didn't say, so can we reschedule your makeover? I just want you to know, I apologize. One of those ladies has been a crazy, awesome referral partner for me. And I would have missed out on all of that business because she, the three of them that I was able to reach out with, they were like, oh my heavens, totally. I was mad, but now that I understand, thank you for telling me. But one of them has sent so much business to me that if I had just dismissed that connection, instead of just owning that I had made a mistake without justification, Mm. I would have lost that business, which is what you're talking about. That it's, you know, the next, 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 I'll just find the next gold mine somewhere else. Instead of being able to just own the truth, even if it's just, I am so sorry, life got ahead of me, but I still have your card. I took it with the intention of being able to connect with you. And I still want to do that. Are you open to that? So can I put a, can I put a hurdle right in the middle of that for your listeners? Absolutely. Absolutely. We could just go back 10 years and do that. It would just be so golden, but I'm going to make a, I'm going to make an assumption of a percentage here. I'm going to go pretty far and say that 60 to 70% of the people, they don't even use their voicemail anymore. And the fact that the fact that they're missing out because you are a powerful verbal communicator and not a texter. Okay. And I tell people, you know, that 
you know, your phone used to be a sacred place. I mean, my texting inbox, I would rival my text inbox with any of your listeners because it used to be a sacred place and I would funnel communication to email. You only gave your text and this. The business card I have now is the first business card I've ever had in my 30 plus year career with my cell phone number on. I remember that about you. Yeah. And because I learned from Jim Rohn 30 years ago, learn how to stay out of reach, but in touch. Okay. But the other thing that's so cool about that too, is that you're putting the responsibility for the follow-up hundred percent on you. Well, true. But the other thing is, and the key thing is, is I've taught my son this, you get their information. You're in control of that. If you're a follow-up person. And then you get to build trust when you call. That's right. Like purposely today, I did, they know, like, and trust. How are they going to build trust in you if you're not the one following up? And, you know, I used to teach this, you know, why would you ever go to a networking event without business cards? Well, business cards are becoming a thing of the past with the digital cards and all the different ways to connect. But my, my point is, is that referral partner and the stories you just told, none of that would have been possible if they couldn't hear Lita's dynamic voice. But the sad part is, I'm telling you, a per- certain percentage of the people that I call, I don't know about y'all, but a certain percentage of people that I call, their voicemail is completely full and they just can't be bothered with voicemail. And it's all so about what testing. I do when I'm following up with my um, the ladies that I meet from trade shows or from a speaking engagement is I, they are opting into a text message. And so when I call people, which I still call every single person. And then I text them saying, I just called you and a little summary of what I just said, hoping they'll listen to the message. But the main thing is I want them to know I took the effort to not just text them, to give them my one-on-one attention again. So if it's the networking event, the expo, a speech, because I gave them attention when we met enough to give, they gave me the trust to give me their contact info that I'm again taking that one-on-one effort. Yes, and the other the other follow-up strategy, since you've asked me about connections, you learn people if they're a morning person or a night owl. Like if I am on my phone before I have an early morning meeting when I'm doing that, like I texted four people before 6.30 a.m. this morning because they're up, they're doing stuff. Two of them were at my event yesterday at my house last night. They have a Two of them had an introduction for me. And I said, hey, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming. Could you follow up with a three-way text? Because if I'd send it after 9 a.m., they might not read it till tonight and get back to me tomorrow or Friday. See, and you can text me anytime because my phone is off while I'm sleeping. Well, me too. (laughs) Yeah, high five five through the video. I'm one of those people that turns my phone off. But my, my point is, is if you know someone is a night owl and like, you know, one of my close friends, his wife's a realtor and she's, she's working. She starts working at 9 30, 10, 10 30 at night. So I know I could message her before midnight if I'm up that late and she would respond right away. But if she's in her busyness of her day and her routine, she mm-hmm. don't, might not get back to me till midnight anyway. So you just, you learn behaviors, you learn habits. So I have follow-up strategies that I actually teach people. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you, on the side, people have people have hired me to consult with them to teach them follow up because there's no one teaches that. No, you know, <clears throat> y'all have more life coaches 
where you where you are, then we have Walgreens and CVS mm-hmm. where I'm from. You well, know? and here's the thing. Um, I think it's really important that when you hire people, you know exactly what you're going to be learning from them. So hiring someone that's going to help you with marketing, hiring someone that's going to help you with your sales process, hiring someone that might be setting up your, you know, your CRM or teaching you follow-up. But if you just hire a coach, they're just going to teach you how to be them. Amen. And you may not want what they're teaching. And you're right. And do you know why, why people don't, don't teach what I, what I teach? Because they suck at it. And I'm sorry, they're like, there's just, they're just yeah. not good at it. I tell there's my no kids, just- all you have to do to be amazing in life, you do not have to be the most talented. You don't, is that you actually show up. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I mean, I, I love your story of the voicemail, the follow-up. Hey, it's been six months. I dropped the ball. Nobody's perfect, right? But it's just... Go back through the cards. I mean, a teaching moment that I'm I'm leaving this call with is go back through your cards. I'll actually give you a free one for this. Go back through your Google Calendar, your Daytimer, your paper planner. I, I teach this every December. Go back through the last months all the way to the beginning of this year. Right now, it's 10 and a half months ago. Get a separate sheet of paper, get a pen, and write down all the people that you played phone tag with, text tag with, voicemail tag with. You just exchange calls and it was just a misfire. I right. guarantee you, I will give you, you'll come up with at least 10 people to reconnect with right now. Okay. So Dan, answer, answer uh, this for me because I'd be interested in your input. I always say that my time has eternal value. And so when somebody is demanding my time, I'm like, who do you suggest that I take that time away from? my clients that are paying me or my family. And that's been a way that I've been able to really be careful about. I, I actually structure that I give so much time back to charity. You know, I sponsor some refugee JV families. I try to be a good citizen of my community, you know, that I'm taking dinner to people and my church community and things like that, um, that I schedule a certain amount of time to doing what I think Jesus would do if he lived on earth. Right. And then of course I've got to, you know, do my, my creating a home being the heart of the home. That's, you know, more than doing laundry that's, you know, connecting with the people in the home. And then I have so many hours that I work. So I only schedule maybe three to five hours. If I've not done a networking event, this is separate for connection with people like to do a calendar meeting. And when those three to five hours are up, I am pushing them to the next week or the next week. So you just said, if people don't have time for three weeks, if I've never met you, like you, if you call me, I'm going to try to make time for you, even if it's while I'm driving in the car, because you can always find time like that. Right. But how, how would you recommend to someone who is like me that we've got, because I think everybody has demands on their time. What is a good way to be as awesome as Dan at connection, but still keep the balance of the flow of their life? Well, I mean, I I don't have a strategy. I'll just tell, I'll just answer you transparently. The way I do it is I'll send you a quick text and say, Hey, I'm just following up or I'm just reaching back out. Please let me know two or three options of times 
that you might be available for a quick five to seven minute call. After you drop the kids at school, on the way to your lunch appointment, when you're driving to the gym, whatever it is, I try to pick something. I, I you know, I like, think that's awesome for someone you know, but I'm talking about the person on LinkedIn that just reached out. And they've actually read, they're actually, you know, they're initiating wanting my time. And if I said yes to everybody who wanted my time, I would never have any time. Okay. So, okay. So my quick answer, this is what I would do. I would use that little voice recorder because LinkedIn added that about a year and a half ago. And I would leave them a voice message on LinkedIn because we could send 16 text messages back and forth and I can say exactly in 60 seconds or less what I want to say. You are exactly right. In fact, when I was on my 10 state trip that I just did, um, I wanted to stay up on my connections. And so I actually sent voice memos. So I think, I think we just discovered gold for me because I couldn't text and drive, but I could glance at it as I'm driving on a straight road, I hope the police aren't mad about this and leave a voicemail. And I made some of the best connections I have made in a long time on LinkedIn. So maybe the golden answer is don't text voicemail because if they're just a spammer, they are not going to reply. But right. But here's the, here's not even going to listen to your voicemail, right? So here's the, here's the key. You're a speaker. You're easy to listen to. I love your energy. I love your voice. I'm talking about you. You're a verbal communicator. Texting is so, you are robbing the world when you text them. Unless you say, you guys unless you say let me friend. know two or three options of times. And so here's the deal. Messenger has the voice feature. LinkedIn has the voice feature. Um, I don't know about Twitter. Um, Instagram has the voice feature. WhatsApp has the voice feature. My Android has the voice feature. Sorry, iPhone people. Um, Voxer has the voice feature. I've just given you five or six tools that right. you can go be you and be a powerful verbal communicator. Because in our lifetime, my wish for you is that the internet and texting will never replace the value of the spoken word. Yeah. Well, I think for me, yes. But I think in general, the spoken word lets us connect at a deeper level because we can hear tone intonation. So one of my issues with LinkedIn, WhatsApp is really bad for this is I get a lot of um, classy to unclassy proposals um, that are not professional. Let's just put it that way or images. And so WhatsApp is um, I probably for every one person that I actually want to connect with on WhatsApp, I will get images that I do not want to connect with. Yeah. You told me that. And I don't, Yeah, I have zero spam. Like I, I just, because I mean, um, the, the other thing about WhatsApp and Voxer, um, not a big deal, but if you're communicating a lot, it has a fast forward feature. You can listen to messages and fast forward, yeah. which just saves you but time. Do men get, I, okay. So just, just tell me if the, I'm wrong. The, the answer is no. So that's, that's a WhatsApp issue is what you said. WhatsApp and LinkedIn, I'll report them to LinkedIn, but WhatsApp doesn't have any format of which you can report. But I, on LinkedIn, if a, if a, somebody reaches out and they're like, you're so beautiful, 
Um, I read your I read your post about that last year, yeah. actually. I'm like, what does that have to do with professional networking? Well, and here and, and here's a tip. I don't know your whole listening audience, but for me personally, just being single and you know where I am in my phase of life, if not not always, but I'd say 50 to 70% of the time. If I send a message, I'll say, hey, Lita, it would be great to have a brief professional conversation with you. Yeah. And I just I just put the adjective in there, you know, pull me up on YouTube, look at my LinkedIn, I, you know, Facebook is my lot, you know, it's just Now, do you like even have a calendar app? No, it's, it's like, that's like trigonometry to me. Like, I don't. No, but I don't, I had one and I have discontinued using it because I feel like it's not allowing for me to actually connect with you. I feel like when you're saying, here's my calendar link, it's like I'm putting Lego pieces together instead of people. Here it is. We're at a networking event. Hey, here, here's my card lead. I'm sticking it in your face on the camera if you can't see that. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Well, it. Whoa, what? Lead, lead is like, I, dude, I never asked you for your card. <laughs> it's the same thing with the calendar link. Whoa, yeah. I, I, I didn't ask to schedule a time. Yeah, I just want yeah. to communicate with you. Right. So I, I use the voice feature probably more than most people. In fact, I'm today. Gonna, I'm going to take that away for sure. I'm definitely going to do that because I just kind of did it because I'm on the drive. But yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm gonna and do if you want to if you want to introduce two people, I'm, I'm going to read something short. But if, if you want to introduce two people, I got a message. Of, I got a three way voice message from a guy on Facebook who's he's part of the Zig Ziglar corporation organization and we're, we're connected, but he's doing this retreat center and he did a three-way voice message introduction, introducing me to his partner and then his partner chimed in. And that was like, so cool. I was like, they get it. They get it. Mm-hmm. We could have exchanged a dozen boring oh, text messages back and forth. And it was, these were like 60 second. I can be productive. So, so I was, res- I introduce people on three-way text or voice all the time on WhatsApp. Like I'm community. I introduce people all the time that way. So you also did something for me is you said, I sent you, you would text me. I sent you a message on WhatsApp because I don't know if it's for everyone or you just know. Until until someone's acclimated to that platform, um, my messenger gets bombarded because I, you know, I post things, I sell things. I have ski community people, but I mean, just messenger is just a free for all for me. And I, I get buried in messages there. I get, it's my weakest follow-up platform. So, so this was a great message I received from a friend of mine from 30 years. He was introducing me to a gal and he said, allow me to introduce the two of you every now, every once in a while, a vision pops in my head that sometimes is spot on. While I know the two of you in very different ways, I believe there might be a common thread that runs between you. I'd love to be the person that makes the connection, but the rest is up to you. Either way, I hope you're both open to the idea for the discovery of a new friendship. I think you'll both be pleased. Mm. That was a guy friend of mine, very successful, known him over 30 years. He was introducing me to a female friend of his that her husband died and he was friends with her husband who died. That is such a classy and heartfelt message. But I saved the message in my phone. Like I saved it in the notes in my phone because I thought, I'm going to start using that because 
you know, I'm a professional matchmaker, but in my personal life, I introduce a lot of single people and good things happen. <laughs> and, and, but that's just such a non-threatening genius way to do it. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it was so, so connected for sure. I, I love that because it, even if it was something that you were, I don't think there's anything wrong with having formulas of how you show up in your life. Right. You know, things that you may say a lot, but they're good formulas. So even right. if you took that as a good formula, it would feel sincere and real every time. So, so here's a very true. Here's a request I have for you and your listeners. Okay. I need for you to let Lita and me know what are the next three events that you're aware of? I don't care if it's a pumpkin patch event because my kids are grown, right? But I know people that have small children. I know people that have just moved here. I know people that have just moved to my other city where I'm from. And I share those events with people. There's an event I got invited to tomorrow morning. There'll be in a two hour phrase, there'll probably be 125 people come in and out of that event at a breakfast event. It's not a networking event. It's a client appreciation for an $8 billion company. They've been my client for 15 years. I'm going to the event. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Because, yeah. I, because I know I'm going to introduce something. Something's going to come out of that better than the pancakes. And I don't know what that is. Better than the pancakes. I, he shared Quote that by event. Dan. Quote by Dan. <laughs> yeah. So, so. He shared that event with me and I have since shared it with about 35 to 40 people. What a, what a great connector you are. See, I but have even goals. if I don't go to the event, even if you're still helping if, connection. Yeah. I mean, I used to promote the home shows like nobody's business. I'd have 180 to hundred people go to the home show and they, they didn't even know that I promoted it. I'm like, you need to go support the vendors. They're spending three grand. They're taking three days off their business. Go where people are. And here's another reason. Okay. The reason, why do you go to events? Let me ask you the question. Why do you go to events? I'm asking I go you. To, I go to vet events to, I feel like, yes, there's the networking, but I feel like it's being able to be with people doing the same kind of thing that I am and help me stay out of my ruts. That's why I go. Yeah. And, and put, you'll put never me in the water. You'll never meet people beneath your computer screen and behind your phone. It's it, it's a contact sport. Like you have to get out face to face. I think That's the pandemic taught people that, that a lot of relationships crumbled, but it's very hard for us to meet new people. Our worlds got smaller and human yeah. beings need community. So for me going to events, I'm actually thinking about the, and I know you do this, Dan. And so I'm thankful that you were an influencer in my early networking when I first started networking in Utah, which really the truth is before the only time I really networked before was with the intention of getting a new client. But networking became something where I'm being with, I, I call it running with the stallions, right? Like I'm running with these people, I'm figuring it out. Um, instead of being a shark in the water that's there to attack when they see blood or money. Yeah. Right. And um, it just puts you, it puts you in the water. It puts you where you're like, these things are happening. And I find that a lot of times the muses happen where I'll get an idea in my business. And then of course, any networking event, I'm scheduling time to follow up or I don't have time to go to that networking event. If I can't I just, schedule the follow-up time, I don't have time to go to that. 
So I just wrote that down. Are you running with the stallions? And what, what's brilliant about what you just said, so many people are like, oh, I'm just busy in my business. I don't have time to go to the events. Well, if you to come to my house for my event, and I do these events, um, I do them twice a year, but a lot of my members and clients are asking that I do them once a quarter. And so I'm going to, I'm going to do that once a quarter. I'm going to host a business app for hours. Like I, I couldn't do that yeah. before because there was too many people. These are small. And I must, you're going to be mad at me, Dan, but it is really hard to get me out of my house at night. That's okay. Because that's, okay. that's my family so, time. Okay. So you're teaching me something. So very, that's a, that's an easy fix for me because I can do a morning, yep. a morning greeting, like Eight to nine, mm-hmm. eight to nine thirty. Yeah, I love. I love once every sixty days. So because I can't, mo- nobody wants to do a makeover at, at eight a.m. and I can't be right. calling people at eight a.m. Okay, you you've just taught me that, so that's going to be but awesome. As a, there's nothing more important to me than my family, and so the only way that I am going to be leaving my home in the evening is if somebody is paying me to do that, and I bring resources home to my family. So right. girls' night out. Well, I would say 80% of women need that emotionally to me. Sorry, ladies. And all my friends know this. I don't really go to them. Yeah, that makes sense. Because my family fills my bucket, but I have enough business connections that are friends that fill my bucket in my business. I have, you know, when I'm doing a makeover with lady, it fills my bucket. This is filling my bucket, right? Having this connection with you that going out with my girlfriends is not as fulfilling as making sure I'm home when my son comes home from his activities and wants to talk to his mom or Love you know, it. So you, my husband. You yeah. could change, you could change GNO girls night out to GBO girls breakfast out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But see, yeah. that's a, that's a teaching moment for me. And I know that because the city where I'm from, our, cha- our big, the one big chamber they would alternate mm-hmm. every other month. They would have a morning chamber coffee from eight to nine 30. And the in between every other month, they'd have a business after hours from five to but seven. I don't want people who like the girls night out or the guys night out to feel bad. Oh, no, you, you, you know, know cause it's, it's just different people, different ways that we fill our buckets, you know, yeah. but for I me, love- it's, you know, there's nothing better than I've made dinner. And I'm sitting there and having a conversation with my kid. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, you know, that that's the the golden stuff. Hey, mom, I need help with this. I'm here. But if I'm I gone, I have to be very strategic about why am I out of the home at night? Let, so let I work ask. from, you know, you know, I'm only willing to do anything with work between seven and like three thirty. Four o'clock. Understood. See, so you're one of those people that I should know better. Will like, and you learn. Do not contact her after three thirty. You just learn that. Yeah, like, by that's five, just, I'm cooking dinner. Right. So you just you, mm-hmm. in in your brain or your notes or however. That's how you keep up with that. So I love what you said about the whole coaching thing because I have a little bit of a stigma around that whole industry. And granted, I have a lot of coaches that are my members and my clients, high-level coaches, performance coaches, business coaches, mindset coaches, life coaches. I don't, I don't really have any life coaches. But I would say be intentional about why you're hiring them. 
and do you want their life? No, yeah, you're right. And so for for me, I'll give someone an hour, like they can, they pay me for an hour. And I'm like, I can teach you 34 years of pitfalls and strategies. You will learn five to 10 new things that you can go implement today that you'll make money the rest of your life. Right. On what and I, I mean, I'm, people hire me to do some coaching, but it's the same thing. It's like one hour at a time. You can't hire me for five hours. It's one hour. Yeah. We're going to do high content. And if you want accountability, which I think is why a lot of people need a coach or may want a coach, right? you know, which I think is really valuable that coaches will do. I am not, I do not want to do your accountability for you. <laughs> so, you know, cause I just do one-offs really. I think the most I've ever coached someone is like a four hour thing over like a two months where they were putting a process together and they wanted my expertise to help them do that. But I also, um, you know, um, I just think it's really important that we know why we're going to the networking event, why we're doing our business, why we'd hire a coach. But if we're not doing our businesses with an intention to grow those connections, we're just making money. That's it. And so I, I could jokingly call it being a business slut. I could walk into a bar and be like, who wants to have sex with me? And I could get some takers, but I can't walk into the bar and say, who wants to marry me? Probably not going to get some takers, but if we're not in our businesses, intentionally figuring out where those deeper, you know, marriages are like those deeper connections. And we're just skimming the top of the iceberg of who's willing to have sex with us. Right. You see the, my parallel, Yeah. right. We have to be willing to go, you know, into those connections and I, you know, those connections in a real way. And I'm in a place where I've built my business deep enough. Like you were saying, I love that so much that I'm not having to be out there as much because my width and depth is enough. And so I'm getting to have the luxury of doing this podcast and go deep with my connections and learn even more about them and share that with literally the world. Yeah, I love that. I mean, pe- people, people need strategic advice. They need the depth of what we're doing. And, and that, that's why I love what I'm doing now because it's the tough conversations. It's, it's not the surfacing networking. In fact, yeah. some of our some of our meetings are pretty emotional. I mean, you know, when you own your own business, the the whole theme of what we do is it's lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be successful and you're the rock star speaker, trainer, coach, master person at what you do. You're number one with your company or in your industry. Well, guess what? When the lights are all off and you go home, it, when you own your own business, it's lonely at the top. And that's why it's hard to get me out of my house at night, because if I don't keep these relationships, what do I have? Just money. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it's, I've grown up poor and I've, you know, and I enjoy, um, you know, a very comfortable lifestyle now. And I would give up every dollar, every dollar for my family. And so I think that goes back to what you've been talking about is connection, the connection with ourselves, with, you know, our community, our families, right? All of that matters because if we're just doing our business to see who wants to buy from us, we can have all kinds of success, but it'll be empty. 
And you're someone who really knows how to connect in a meaningful way with people where they don't forget you, Dan. I've only heard good things about you. So you're pretty awesome. Well, I appreciate that. I, you know, I, I love that phrase. You're either standing out or you're blending in. And I just, you know, I just do the best I can to be that person that kind of stands out to make a difference, to um, follow up with people. I love the humanness about what you said. And it's a, it's a reminder to go back and rewind this and listen that you're just real. You call people and say, Hey, look, I know we met six months ago. I dropped the ball, but I'd love to rekindle that connection with you. I mean, when you're just so sincere about that, nobody's perfect, but something good's going to come out of it. You know, there's no such thing as a wasted invitation. And that, that's what I try to tell people. You, you, you can miss events, but there's no such thing as a w- wasted invitation. But if you say no all the time to people, so now I've, I hear that loud and clear, like after 3.30, don't put lead on that list. But if something comes your way, if you see an event, Think of me as the event guru. If you no, and see I love event. that because even if it's an event that I am not, it doesn't work for my strategy in life, right? Um, why not share that? Why not? Yeah, I think that was brilliant that you shared that tip. I love that, Dan. Yeah, and it's just, it's being a conduit of valuable information and taking the eraser and erasing the word prospect on people's forehead. Stop looking at people as prospects. Start, start looking as start looking at people as real human beings that they have their livelihood and yes, they need to make money in their business. And yes, you can support them somehow, you know, you you can either give time or money. You know, for, for me, I give people so much time, you know, I, I, you know, I go, I help out, I serve, I pick up, you know, when I'm in an event, most of the time when they're setting up, I'm like, what can I do? And they're like, I got it. And I'm like, no, you don't. I've been to 5,000 meetings and I'm in my career. You need help setting the food out or something like I'm standing here or at the end, I'll just announce, Hey, could everybody just fold your chair and put it in one of the corners? Cause if not, there's two people there that are going to have to fold 80 chairs. Right. Yeah. I, I have a policy. I never leave an event if I, if, you know, scheduling allowed, but especially like a church event until it's all cleaned up yeah. and a and networking maybe- event there's the after party right to a networking event some amazing connections can happen well and i'll and i'll say this about events when you mentioned your two hour time block i'm just throwing this out to you um this is just this is one strategy that it will change your process of events if you understand this okay so many people when they get invited to something let's say it starts at two or it's at the lunch and it goes from 12 to two. Okay. Rush, rush, got to go, got to go, got to go. They're thinking about where they got to be next. Don't schedule anything as best as you can 30 to 45 to 60 minutes oh, after that. My event. two hour time block is not for the event. It is for the follow-up. Yeah. So well, if it's a two hour event, I'm scheduling two hours of follow-up. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, and I heard yeah, you no, say I that. Believe, I believe in trying to come early and staying late because that's but part that, of the event. Nine out of 10 people don't get that at all. They're all about, oh, it's, it's eight o'clock. And if people are members of different groups and organizations, 
they'll come sliding in right at eight or eight Oh five when they start and they'll leave right when it ends at 10. And that like, there's no way you can do that. I mean, there were speakers from New York and Atlanta at this event today. I mean, I, I let the, the event ended at two and probably 50 to 75% of the people were there at least until two twenty or two forty. That's, That's where awesome. the connections were made. Yeah. I mean, sure. The, I mean, even one of the people on the panel, I met him before. I didn't, I didn't know him. I didn't even know he was going to be on the panel. And um, he said, you know, usually when you go to events, like you only grasp like 10 to 15% of the content that's being taught anyway. He goes, the key is in the connections. And he was an investment banker. I just, I just thought that was pretty magical about going to events. So, so what would you say are a couple of action steps? What were three items of hotness for you today? Um, you mean after events? No, like in, in this in this call, in our time together. Um, well, I'm going to do the voicemail thing, 100%. You know, and I love this idea of sharing the, the events, you know, share even if I can't go to them. Hey, do you know about this? So I'm thinking that could be a really easy activity on LinkedIn to be sharing it. But if I'm even, if I'm level of Dan awesome, you know, thinking of who should go to that and sharing it. And um, what's another takeaway for me? Um, I just want to do better, right? I think those are two big takeaways for me. You gave me three, but sorry, only two are coming to my mind. I'll, I'll, I'll listen you, to it. Well, here's the extra credit. Here, this is, okay. I mean, people, people just ask me this, folks, and it's, it's like nothing magical. I just reach out to people because, and sometimes I'll just send them a text message if I know their seven-year-old son broke his arm playing baseball, the last time we communicated, he had just gotten a cast. I'll just send a message about 10 or 14 or 20 days later and say, hey, how's Joey's arm doing? Yes. Nothing business, nothing. Hey, so look forward to do talking. you make a note in like your phone to do that, to remember that? I can't, I can't tell you publicly because that's my secret. That's my secret sauce. <laughs> I, I need to pay for the coaching help, right? To, to I'm, just, I'm just telling I'm just telling you it's it, it's magical and people people think it's like you can go by Act and Goldmine and Slack and all these CR so the customer relationship manager, the CRM acronyms, but it dehumanizes your follow-up. And there's people that have built way bigger businesses and customer bases than I have, but that's one of my, that's one of my key things. Is there a strategy to it? It's called human element. That's my strategy. Love it. Okay. Hey, Dan, you're full of gold. And now I have my three takeaways, my extra credit and the curiosity about your system. Cause I do love, I do love systems, which I hired people to help me improve the systems in my business. Cause I do believe in hiring coaches and mentors to um, help us, but very specific about it. Tell everybody how they can find me, I guess. Well, it's going to be in the show notes. LinkedIn or whatever. That's So fine. LinkedIn, Dan Rawls, it's spelled D-A-N-R-A-W-L-S. Rawls, I have just a little, like it sounds. I have a little yellow star by my name. That's you have the a extra, yellow star? extra credit. Yeah. So, but definitely yeah. look in the show notes, everyone, for how to connect with Dan and um, his group, Trustegrity. I highly recommend it. I don't give endorsements out a lot, but this is one that um, I might even be partnering with where Dan and I are kind of exploring that, but Dan's being patient because <laughs> having surgery in a couple days and I don't want to be putting anything on me while I'm having surgery, but 
The great thing about Dan is he's somebody that I trust enough that I know that if I ever were to go into this, the business that he does, it would be with Dan. I'm grateful, thank you. Of course, Dan, you're awesome. Thank you so much for the time and the deeper connection today. The Share Your Hotness podcast is produced by Van Garrett Media. Lita Green is the host and creator of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.